Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm on your host, Jake Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. How you doing, Andy B? I'm good, man. Um, I'm ready. Ready to go. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you uh, Are you thrilled? Thrilled? Uh, yeah, I'm, look- I'm thrilled and I'm looking for some fun. I'm seeking some fun. Yes, we're talking about Thrill Seekers and Hellraisers. Um, oh, Hellraisers. Okay. Yes. And so, yes, the episode of Psych Season 4, Episode 11. Um, it's an episode about, not Daredevils, there's already been an episode about Daredevil. It's about Adrenaline Junkies, which I feel like there was, it was a thing like the late 2000s to be like, you know there are people who do dangerous stuff for fun? Uh, yeah, it's called, uh, I don't know, uh, but I mean, yeah, it's always been a thing, right? What about that one dude who, uh, who did the tightrope against, like, uh, against, or not yes. against, um, across, across the-, the World Trade Center. Like, no, yeah. I guess what I mean is that I feel like in the late 2000s, it was like a cultural thing. Like, there's a type of person you don't know. Some people are normal. They work in an office, but on the weekends, they jump off of cliffs. Like, that type of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not saying it was I mean, a new phenomenon, but it was a thing that was like disc- the term "adrenaline junkie." I feel like it was a relatively new term, given what, the fact that they imply that Jules might not know it. Yeah, true that. Um, yeah, adrenaline junkies. Uh, you know, I consider myself a little bit of one, although not nearly to that level. What is the what's the most adrenaline thing you did? You've done? I've gone paragliding. I've gone. Um, uh, I just like roller coasters, man. Really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like roller coasters a lot too. Never done anything like that, um, you know, because uh, I'm a scared person. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, I don't take risks. Um, but but in this, we white water rafting is like the main thing, which like I would do if it wasn't this crazy. But like that's not like it's not. I wouldn't, and I I would probably skydive. I would never base jump, just because like base jumping is yeah, it's just jumping insane. off a building. Or like a yeah. cliff, which is like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I would do, I would do the what's it called, um, the river rafting. It looks like fun. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do it like without training. Like I would definitely start on like a calm river, you know. Uh, no, I think I would just, I think I would just do what they did. Honestly, it didn't look that bad. That's true. I guess. I like I, the Yes, I think that that's fair. I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, I do think it's weird in this episode that they just like don't even ask if they have any. Uh, river rafting experience and they just let him on <laughs> that's true that's correct um but anyway we start off with the flashback where sean and gus are throwing dolls of themselves off the roof to see if the parachute um now th- what that reminded me of do you remember it, when pete carroll was coaching at usc that they did a prank on april fool's day once where the running back lendell white got an argument they faked an argument with him right and then across uh-huh. the street there was a big building <laughs> and they threw a, fi- a dummy of Linda White wearing his jersey off the building to make it seem like after the argument he killed himself. <laughs> I think I do remember that. I think I do. Um, wh- where did this air? I don't know. If, I mean, I think I saw it on the ESPN, but it was it was the thing at U.S. P. Carroll did it at USC. No, I know, but like, where did it air? I think it was on SportsCenter. I, I don't. It wasn't like part of a thing. I don't think. I don't know what you mean by where did it air. Like, where did you see the clip? On SportsCenter. Okay, so that, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, ESPN, sorry, whites fall from rooftop, only a gag. Which, I know that, I know that that's not politically correct, and you should, they shouldn't have done that, but that's funny, I don't know, uh, you know. 
I need to see this clip now. Walls off. Building. Okay. It's okay. You can keep talking. Yes. Um. And sorry, uh, there's a discussion in the MCU Discord about favorite movie theater snacks, and I just had to chime in for Butterfinger Bites. Um, anyway, um, I'm yeah, a sicko. Crunch, 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 bunch of crunch. Bunch of crunch is one of the few candies that is actually not gluten-free, surprisingly, unfortunately. So, Wow. Regular crunch, I think, is, but bunch of crunch, I don't know what it is. Maybe they coated it in flour. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, Henry's obviously mad at the idea of them wanting to base joke. Um because yeah, imagine if your kid at like ten was like, "We're gonna go base jumping." I mean, I would just be like, "You better be the best goddamn base jumpers ever known to man." Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So, um, <laughs> but they're practicing with replicas, so yes. it's not their. their and so yeah, actually, you know, Henry's like, "Go inside, do your homework." And Gus, I thought you're better than this. So then we cut to Sean and Gus at a pet store. It looks like, and they're cradling some bunnies, and mm-hmm. clearly they have a thing. They they love bunnies, um, and uh, Sean says that it's it's crazy the French eat them. Yeah, which um, you know it's not just a French thing. Uh, people eat rabbits. Um, I don't think I ever have had a rabbit. No, I, I would. I if you uh, if you you know, I think um, I'd rather not. But um, you know, if I'm in another country, I'll do it. But I think in the yeah. United States, I think I would very much not do that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I would I would do it if I was in like the Scottish Highlands and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like th- you know, that would do that. But yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to eat uh Thumper. Um Yeah. So I do love the yeah, I love that Gus is like rabbits don't eat each other. <laughs> and so why did uh, Gus bring Sean to uh the happy place with the bunnies? Because uh, he's got some big news. Um he's uh he's he has a secret girlfriend. He's been hiding her um, and he, he used the bunnies as a distraction, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently uh, his secret girlfriend is a girl named Ruby. They met at BevMo. She is, I forgot what she does for a living. She's in marketing. She's in marketing, yeah. And, you know, Sean automatically thinks like, oh, what if she's after me for the money? But obviously we know that Gus doesn't have that much money. And the yeah. money that he does have is tied up in dress shirts and decorative pillowcases. So I There's nothing funnier to me than when someone like, the, I love when so just offhandedly says they're not liquid. Like I remember mm-hmm. on an old All Fantasy Everything episode where David Bory said, "Yeah, I'm not that liquid right now. All my money's tied up in Taco Bell gift cards." Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, that's, I, I mean, I get it. All my money's tied up in um, Final uh, or sorry, not Final Fantasy Football uh, League fees. Yeah. And so, excuse me. Um, Apparently, Sean has been known to scare Gus's girlfriends away. Like he's been, he's been too probing. Like apparently, he once asked um, a girlfriend if she knew the riddle, of the, the answer, to the riddle of the Sphinx. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know either. It's it, the reference over my head. Um, and so she comes in. They're actually he's going to meet her right there, and she's played, of course, by uh, guest star Sarah Shahi, um, who you know has been a lot of stuff. Um, she most recently, I think, was in that Netflix show Sex Life, which was big for people who uh, I don't know. Um, but apparently yeah. it's big. I'm trying to avoid using the word normies because I hate that word, but that's really who watched it. Like, no one no one on like, film Twitter was watching Sex Life, but... I mean... Sorry. It's oh, a uh, too. I don't know why I'm yawning. Um, I did see uh, a couple of episodes, and uh, yeah. 
she's uh she's there. I mean, All she's right. a beautiful woman. She's been beautiful forever. Like she's like you know. She, mm-hmm. I remember she was like in like freaking old school, like in two thousand three, and she still looks great. Oh um, yeah, she looked great in this episode, which was uh, what two thousand twelve, two thousand ten. What this episode? Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's she's in freaking Black Adam, which is not a good movie, but you know what? She looks great in it. So I'm glad that she's she in Black Adam. She wasn't Black Adam. She was the female lead in Black Adam. You could make the argument that she is the lead character of Black Adam, other than Black Adam. She definitely is. I still think it's weird that it's called Black Adam. Yeah, it's not great that it's Black Adam. Uh, yeah. You know that a lot of WWE fans insist it's actually only 100% Samoan Adam. Um, anyway, um, that was a joke I made on Twitter before. You know, it's just, you gotta do it. Um, Hilarious. Anyway, so she comes in and she, the first thing she does to get in good, Sean's good graces is compliment his hair, you know? Um, but Sean has some mm-hmm. questions for her, which are, Favorite color? Black. Favorite flavor? Mango? Mm-hmm. And favorite episode of Magnum P.I.? Oh, God. The end is something? I don't know. The sun is the end or something? Um, I don't it know. is. Did you see the sunrise? And then what's the second the favorite episode? Did you see the sunrise part two? Exactly. And then she wants to change them. So she clearly is, you know, she's on Sean's wavelength. But. Correct. The fact that she answered those questions right. And he's still suspicious. There's something else going on here. Correct. So now that they met her, they need to meet her friends. And she mentions that they are going to go meet up. <laughs> you guys like got it like fucking um. What's that thing? Uh, it's contagious. The yawning. It is contagious. Um, that is just a, that is a true fact of human physiognomy. Physion physiognomy Physi- physiology. Yes, physiology. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Ruby mentioned that she's going to go meet up her friends at Berman's Bend. Apparently, I don't know. We'll see what it is, but obviously it's some sort of, like, extreme sports kind of deal. Um, so they have a meet-up tonight, even though it's not tonight. No, in the afternoon. In the afternoon. In the afternoon. Okay, whatever. So they will reschedule for another date. And, um, you know, Sean and Gus decide they're going to crash anyways. Which is, like, that's just a weird thing to do. But they Mm -hmm. think they're having a picnic, so they bring a picnic basket. Um, With some Gruyere. I mean, you got, I love Gruyere. Um, so do it's I. good cheese. Um, and so uh, they meet down by the river, and, um, you know, Sean is uh, thinking that this might be a Mira situation, which, of course, references the episode There's Something About Mira. Correct. Um, and, you know, obviously, uh, Gus says that Ruby is not Mira, no matter what. And not only that, she's a very smart person. She's a. Uh, you know, there's no need to vet her any further, but regardless, they are going to do that. So they meet them at Berman's Bend, sure enough, and mm-hmm. they're going to go river rafting. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about getting dinner or Desner? Desner? No, they say that it's at lunchtime, and someone says it's 3 p.m., and he said anytime. There's nothing wrong with having lunch at 3 p.m., by the way. I agree with what, what they say, I think is correct, is that lunch runs from 10 minutes after breakfast to 10 minutes before dinner. If you eat between yeah. them, it's lunch. Correct. Yes. No agreed. one needs to freaking police, you know, times Lunch people time. eat. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, who plays uh um Ruby's uh female friend Jessica? Is the important piece of stunt casting. Yeah, it's uh, Stacy Keebler. Yes, which this is you. You know why she's on this episode and why the Big Show is on an episode and why the Miz is on an episode. Because they're super into wrestling. No, because what. Uh, network that's like Aaron. Oh, USA. Okay, gotcha. 
had no idea. Also, John Cena, for that matter, too. Although John Cena was famous enough, he might have just, you know, appeared on it anyway. Um, yeah. Didn't, okay, didn't one of them date her for a little bit? Who? Sean or, there... James Orday was with Maggie Lawson for almost the entirety of the show, so I don't think so. Maybe, but. Oh, no, sorry. Sarah Shahi was married to Steve Howey, who's Derek in this episode. Ah, I didn't know that. I know she re- um, I know she left her husband. 2009 recently. to 2021. So, yeah, I think yeah. she left him for someone on Sex Life, I think. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, Maybe that was just a rumor. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, I'm Ooh, not gonna... Yes, yes, she did. See, Ooh. I love... I... Would it be better if I had job skills? Absolutely. But I love this version yeah. of me. That I just, like, no, I'm like, I think he... I'm, people, I'm staying up on the hot goss. Um, what else? Do I have any hot goss? Remember what Stacey Keebler did to George Clooney for a bit? That was weird. Um... Anyway, I mean, I understand that, but you know, George. I mean, going George Clooney is a very strange case in that he dated both uh, a WWE diva and a human rights attorney. <laughs> well, how about this? Sarah Shahi were sued by a former nanny of their children for sexual harassment and religious discrimination. The lawsuit claimed that Shahi mocked her Islamic customs of dressing and fasting. And also alleged sexual harassment with Shahi sharing a lewd photograph with the nanny and grabbing her backside, commenting, "You have a perfect little butt." Damn, that's also crazy because Sarah Shahi, I believe, is Persian. So I know she, I don't think she's Muslim, but I mean, she's not only like she's not used to people of Muslim descent. I mean, correct? Yeah, strange. Yeah, um, I, I only remember she's Persian because I had a. A uh, person who was on my floor in my freshman year of college who was part Persian, and he would bring up different famous be- hot women who are Persian. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to stereotype, but he would be like, oh, "Look at this, she's a beautiful Persian." Anyway, um, I hope you're doing well. Uh, and so they end up, they meet Stu, the whole team. They're gonna go river rafting, and so um, they go down to the river, and. Um, Derek asks Sean to show off that he's psychic. We get one of those scenes, and he determines that Stu, because he's not wearing rented gear, is the expert. Um, and it was his idea to come all out today. And then we learn at this moment that Jessica That's, is a free sp- Is it Stu or Derek? Oh, Stu. Uh, it was Stu, yeah. Because think about okay, it. Yeah. Stu's going to disappear. He forced to be his idea. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jessica, what is Jessica doing that leads Sean to believe that she's a free spirit? She's touching his ass? Yep. Yeah. 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 She's very horny. And so as we're rafting, they're talking, they see how they all meet, and the important detail is that uh, Derek, believe it or not, used to be a big game hunter when he was dating Jessica, and he bagged the big five. And who are the big five, according to Sean? Oh, man, I don't get it. He only only remembers four. A mouse, a squirrel, a turtle, Chad Michael Murray. (laughs) Yeah, I remember the Chad Michael Murray one, but I didn't get it. Chad Michael Murray. Imagine blowing it as badly as Chad Michael Murray did. I mean, like, Wow. He makes Taylor Kitsch look like he had a successful movie career. Oh, I mean, I just remember him like, what, House of Wax? I, yes, he did do that, I believe. Yeah. He's like, like, third, he's like third build in the 2014 Nick Cage version of Left Behind, which tells you everything you need to know. Oof. Yeah, it's a tough one. Which work. is a movie I have seen. I watched that actually in a college class because I went to NYU. Um and why did you have to watch that? And the reason we watched it is I actually took a class. It was more of a fun thing. It was I took a class that was not part of my arts classes. It was a class on 
apocalypse and prophecy in the Bible. Uh, and the last day of class after we turn in our final papers kind of has like a fun bit. We watched it and we like talked about the ways that it gets biblical prophecy wrong. Um, but it was mostly just to have fun and watch it. Like in, in classic NYU fashion, it was a class about the Bible taught by like a five foot five woman with a nose ring. You know what I mean? Like it's, it was mm-hmm. one of those type of classes. It was honestly a great yeah. class. Big fan. Because uh, really, the thing about it was, we read like the fun parts of the Bible, like where they talk about the world ending and shit like that. Not, you Revelation. know. Yeah, Revelation, but it actually was, Revelation was not as big as you would think. It was a lot of the. Ezekiel? No, it, yeah. Uh, uh, Isaiah was one of the biggest ones because it was a lot of the prophets, because there's a lot more of it than you think. Um, right. Revelation is also gobbledygook and nonsense, and most biblical scholars don't think it really has anything to do with the rest of the Bible, but that's whatever. Um, and so uh, they're going down, you know. And, um, you know, uh, there's then like, they realize it's going to get more extreme. And, um, yeah, they, uh, they start, there's a montage of them. It's a pretty shitty montage. It's all the shots are so far away. You know, it's not actually the actors. And Correct. I know that they have to do that, but I hate it. Every time I see this in something, I hate it. It makes me so mad. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's, uh, it's made to seem like it's extreme river rafting, but it seems very calm relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like nothing like that you wouldn't see like at a Disneyland or like Knott's Berry Farm kind of deal. Um, mm. Certainly not. Question, like when you think of Knott's Berry Farm, what's the crazy. first thing you think of? When you think of Knott's Berry Farm, what's the first thing you think of? Funnel cake. Oh, all oh, right. I forgot you've actually been to Knott's Berry Farm. Never mind. I right. always just think of the old Shaq tweet from 2010 where he says, I'm in the hayride Knott's Berry Farm and my butt's too big for the seat. Ah, that's me. Yeah, yelling. I, I've never seen that. I've never seen that tweet. Oh, it's classic. It's him oh, yeah. yelling. Gotcha. Um, uh, so yeah, she uh, during this whole river rafting thing, uh, they get to the end and they realize that Stu fell off during this. So uh, they can't find him. So that's going to be the mystery in this episode. Where is Stu? Yes. Yeah, where is Stu? Um, and so we then cut to the theme song and then Last Jewels are there. And, um, you know, Sean describes the, the thrill of going down the river as the only thing comparable is the moment he found out you could have brownies delivered. Which I understand. I mean, it's a pretty great moment. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a very 2000 whatever conversation. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we can get whatever the hell we want delivered now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so Gus is like trying to go around talking about the fact that isn't the fact that she's an adrenaline junkie, something that, uh, you know, Ruby should have brought up before. And so, um, I think that's true though. Yeah, I also. agree. I agree. And so Gus goes to talk to Ruby, and uh, he's think he says he's going to break up with her, but of course he's Gus. He's Burton Gus, or he can't do it. Yeah, he's horny to the point of uh, you know being paralyzed. He's down. Uh, bad. Gus is down bad a lot. Like it's a pretty common occurrence. Yes. So Sean takes him aside. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, I forgot how they talk about it, but. We find out that Sean walked out of Final Destination. Was it because he was too afraid or because he thought that movie sucked? I think it's because he thought it sucked. As someone who watched the first three because of you, I didn't get to four. I just gave up after three. Um, I like the first one. It's good. The first one is, I don't think it's that good. It's okay. The third one is actually the one I enjoyed the most just because it's so stupid. Um, is the and third one I, the one? No, wait. The third one and, is the and because it's the only one. Yes, I was going to say because it's the only one who I think has a capable lead. Um, I know that we argued already about Devin Sawa. Sorry. Uh, the I, second I one was the, had the, the sick ass like freeway accident though. That was tight. If if those PS2 graphics are sick too, sure. Um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it had uh, that one was fine. starring uh, who was it? Wait, I'm AJ gonna, Cook. I'm, damn it! 
I was gonna pull. I, I had it. I was gonna say uh, uh, from Criminal Minds, AJ Cook. Um, yeah. She see, she was smart. Where she like, I think she kind of knew she wasn't gonna have a movie career, so she immediately pivoted to network television. That's the smart move if you want to, you know, be right. Because she is she's cashing those checks forever. What a cynical way to look at that, but yeah, sure. I, I, the thing is, if you're if you're like a teen star who doesn't have like a plus acting talent, it's either you star in like you know. The uninvited to straight to DVD, or you go to network television. She was really good in uh, *Virgin Suicides*. That's a great movie. That's true. That's true. I guess, but by two thousand two or three, whenever *Final Destination* two was coming out. Um. Anyway, I don't want to besmirch AJ Cook's name. I watched a lot of *Criminal Minds* when I was a kid, which probably has to do with a lot of my anxieties as a person. Um, I've never seen it once, so sure. it's it is it's insane that it's on a lot of it's on network television. Like it is some of the most depraved shit. Like <laughs> it's really like crazy. Um, and so anyway, uh, so Stu is the best. What was gonna say, um, oh, what's Lassie's best guess of what happened to Stu? <laughs> I love this. Uh, that his life vest came off. He hit his head on a rock and he drowned in like the river. And they need to get to his body soon before the birds get to it. Which is just a very, you know, mm-hmm. matter of fact way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so Sean realizes um, when he sees the um, vest that they pull out that it doesn't have like the hook on it or whatever. And so clearly mm-hmm. that means that he must have used it to get out. And so Sean doesn't think he hit his head. And um, Lassie is what you think he turned to a fish and swam away. And Sean says he didn't think he'd ever reach into Costner's bag of tricks, which is a water world reference. Um, Correct. And so, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, they, Sean thinks that this was all intentional. Yeah. And so we cut, I mean, we, I don't know where we cut to exactly, but essentially what they guess is that Stu used uh, the hook to attach himself mm-hmm. to something in the water. Mm-hmm. And luckily for them, the diving team that were, you know, investigating what was going on, they said they found high strength netting on the bottom of a big boulder on the way down. So looks like Stu possibly knew where to jump off and that this might have been premeditated in some way. Yes. So when they get to the police station, Jules has a possible motive for Stu wanting to disappear. Hands Sean a newspaper and what does it say? Uh, something on sale? I forgot what it was. Clearance sale at mattress discounters, which Sean thinks is redundant, and it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, but what 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 is Stu's deal? And I'm saying this: I'm about to eat half of a fun size candy bar, so you're gonna have to fill the air for a little bit. Okay. Um, what kind of candy bar? Oh, great. Okay, fine. As long as it's not a Milky Way or like a hundred or not a hundred grand. Um, also, one I really hate: Three Musketeers. Uh, okay. Anyways, I like both of those, so, but I love hundred yeah. grand is one of my favorites. Yes, Stu and his business partner apparently had just filed for bankruptcy. So uh, his business partner was a man named Brian Sampson. So they need to find him now because it's possible that this might be some sort of insurance fraud or some sort of, you know, some sort of scheme in some capacity. Sampson's a great and, name, though. Yes, it is. Um, and they established that, like, Stu couldn't have possibly, possibly have pulled this off on his own. So he must have had some help. And this gets Sean automatically thinking that Ruby was involved in some way. Okay, but are we not going to do the Samson runner? That Samson's an old detective who drinks hard but loves even harder? Or a tiny orphan mouse? Is that what they say in the episode? That's what Sean... This whole bit where Sean at four different times says what he thinks Samson sounds like. I wasn't paying attention. Anyway, we also learned Sean never read the Bible. Um, but yeah, you're right. Sean thinks that Ruby was involved. 
Yes. And um, yeah, he tells Gus that the same thing. And that's when we get the second Gus or sorry, not Gus. Ruby's not Mira. And the only thing she's guilty of is of being awesome. So real uh, down bad simp behavior. And Sean asks if she's met his parents, but where are Gus's parents? Chula Vista, which they suspect is somewhere that's made up, but it's not. It's actually like it's a pretty big it's city, like by San Francisco. Or no, San Diego. No, it's by San Diego. Yes, it's San Diego County. Yeah, yeah. It's, the second, it's the yeah. second biggest city in San Diego County, I believe. Um, and yeah. so it's a yeah. Uh, but who's the next best person for them to meet? For her to meet? No, no, than Henry Spencer, and she's telling a great fishing story about how they accidentally drifted into Cuban waters. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, she's drinking some bourbon that, um, Henry has and says it packs a wallop. And then, uh, Gus has a drink of it and makes a great face. Dooley Hill's a great face actor. Yes. Um, yeah. They talk about how they, they came up on Elion Gonzalez and, uh, you know, they did Mm -hmm. the right thing. Exactly. You got it. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, they're swapping fishing stories instead of trying to prove Ruby's complicitness. Uh, Mm -hmm. that's what Sean calls out, uh, Henry for doing. Mm -hmm. And Henry just establishes that he thinks that Sean's just jealous of Gus because he's found something that works for him. And, uh, you know, Sean's basically just cranking it at night to the memory of Abigail. Mm -hmm. That's the thing in the uh, director's cut of this, there's actually a 10 minute goon sesh that they cut out. So, um, that's I just favorite. found out what gooning was like a couple yeah. weeks ago. That's my favorite Gen Z like term now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. It's so gross. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I like to look up terms like that on Twitter and just like screenshot and send to my brother the dumbest tweets. And one like it was someone posted a thing where it's like, I just saw my uh, brother's screen time breakdown. What does this mean? And it was like 20 hours on Safari. And someone quotes me and said like, Honey, I hate to tell you this, but your your brother had a twenty hour goon sesh. <laughs> oh God, anyway. sick thing. Yeah, so we had a long talk about what, how does, how do you do that? How do you stay hydrated? If it's uh, anyway, um, so so <laughs> as they're outside, Gus and Ruby have a conversation. Yes, uh, basically, Gus admits that Sean's suspicious of her helping Stu out in some way. And she basically admits that she did. Mm-hmm. And she did help him out to appear to be missing because he said he needed a few days. Um, he was like in a tight situation and she tells him not to tell Sean because they are in a trust circle, you know, a trust circle with two people. It's a very mm-hmm. dangerous proposition, but that's what she wants. Yeah. Uh, she then says if Sean was involved to be a trust triangle, but that doesn't really make sense. It's, a circle is not a, uh... It does not. It only has one side, anyway. Correct. Um. So yeah, she's very Sean-like in that way. Um. She makes him mm-hmm. promise not to say anything to Sean, and he says he won't. Yeah. And the next time he's next to Sean, uh, they're walking to the police whoa, station. Whoa, 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 whoa! And... You're skipping. You're skipping a very. You're skipping a lot of details in this episode. Not that I think this episode's really, really good, but yeah, what, are they, like, what, sh- what what competition are Sean and uh, Ruby gonna have? A gooning competition? I don't know. No, a Smith's lyric off. Uh, you know, I, oh, I missed. It. I missed it this first time because I got it the second time, and I wasn't like aware of where that came from. Yeah, I, I uh, was just going to make the joke that they both uh, loved the killer. Um, I knew you were going to say that after the Smiths were brought up. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I'm not a big Smiths fan, you know, so I'm not really. I don't have any other <laughs> thoughts. Okay. Um, 
I'm I'm I know they're good, but it's one of those. But I can't think of them without that thing like. That's how they sound to me. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Sean wishes that they could clone Ruby, though. Yes, he does. Uh, because I, I mean, they get along. I mean, they they're like they're very similar in personality. Um. But he would want his version a little dimmer. Yeah, not like special ed level, which yeah, not a thing you'd say today. No, of course not. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Did I miss any other details? No. And so yeah, they go to the police station, and Gus is being weird. But they, Jules mentions they haven't been able to get a hold of Brian Sampson, to which Sean says one of the dwarves in Willow. Uh, the Charles is not Charles. Uh, Lucas is being. Is it Lucas? I remember his name. But he's being interrogated. Oh, uh, Derek. Mm. No, Derek is. Um, isn't Derek the guy in the group? Yeah, sorry. Oh, who's Lucas? Not Luke. What is his name? Whatever the name, Charles, the assistant. I, I don't know why I ever said Lucas. Whatever the name of Brian's assistant is, that are inter- the interrogation scene. Oh, it is Lucas. Okay, yeah, I was right. Yes, correct. Yeah, so they're interrogating him. Lassie is being an ass. And um, we learned that uh, Lucas was asked to drop... Um, Asked to drop Stu off at the river and then bring his car down the river so he didn't need to go back up. Yeah, not suspicious at all. Um, and, you know, for all that that's worth, Sean believes him um, mm-hmm. about that particular part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, more importantly, we see that Gus is exhibiting signs of lying or hiding mm-hmm. something, which confuses Lasseter because he's like, who are we interviewing or who are we mm-hmm. interrogating mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, basically, Gus is hiding something. We know that. Mm-hmm. And but this is all interrupted because they just found a body in the woods, and it's none other than Samson. To which Sean says is like a lovable Saint Bernard who doesn't realize how big he is. Um, but on top of that, uh, we learn that both Samson and Stu took out life insurance policies with each other as the beneficiaries. So obviously, we assume Stu has a motive for one milli. A milli, even a milli, a milli, a milli. Um, yes. People, people forget that Wayne had the world in a chokehold for a bit. He, he did. He did. I think people want to act like he did, but he did. Yeah, um, he fucked it up with the whole Trump thing. I mean, he. I think he fucked it up before then. Like, it's not. He didn't still have the world in a chokehold before then. I think the rock album was really bad. Oh, I, rebirth. People forget that he did that, as you know, and. And I remember some of the songs pretty well. Like, she got me all figured out when you left me with the bro yard. Remember that? The prom queen song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was um, terrible. It was awful. Um, and so anyway, they uh, Gus goes to runs off to go get uh, Ruby because obviously the stakes have changed down. Someone's dead. And of course, the rock climbing. Yes, the rock climbing. Um they're, yeah, they're rock climbing, and we get another example of Jessica being incredibly horny. Um, and Sean basically tells Ruby about Samson's death, and she says that Stu could have never killed Brian because uh, even though he used all, I mean, he could have never killed Brian even though he used all the company's money to pay for his extravagant lifestyle. Yes. Now it is worth noting as this is going on, as Jessica's flirting with Sean. Uh, Derek is being really weird and says that they should date and basically he'll give her Derek will give Sean his key to Jessica's apartment 
this guy's perfectly yeah, normal. Jessica, that Jessica and Sean should date, not Derek. Yes, and- that's sorry, that's right, man. Well, because Derek and Jessica already dated, um, yeah. and so also there's the great joke where Gus says that it's complicated, uh, and Sean says the show is complicated. It's complicated. The song by Avril Lavigne, complicated, not that complicated, <laughs> which is true. Correct. It's not. Yeah, um, it's not. No, and so uh, what was he say? Um, he, yeah, Gus has to let Sean into the trust circle, um, and yeah. And so we learned that uh, Stu is hiding near Lone Pine. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, as they're about to leave, they have an argument about, um, you know, how Gus is, was untruthful to Sean and was distracted by Ruby and her boobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, more importantly, you can't have a circle with two people. It just doesn't work that way. So no, it's just a line. Yeah. So they go to the police station, and the cops are all talking it over, and they have been pinpointed somehow outside of Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Sean or they basically let them know that it's he's actually in Lone Pine. They use um, laser pointers. They have like four laser pointers. I don't know how they got four laser pointers on short notice, but I'm not. I don't work for Psych. Yeah, I'm assuming they have them on deck. Um, yeah, that feels like and- I think he'd buy in bulk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, Sean says, you guys can either go all the way to the place outside of Reno, Nevada and embarrass, I forgot how that goes, embarrass something. Embarrass or you yourself say- or stop at Lone Pine and just embarrass me. Okay, so I'm looking up, I'm looking up uh, laser pointers in bulk. There's six pieces for $12, so... I was th- I'm surprised. I was thinking you could get like twenty four for ten dollars. For some reason, I thought they'd be much cheaper. Um, there's because there's some stuff on Amazon where you're like, holy shit, like you know, like when I looked up a couple weeks ago, I want to get when I move into my own apartment, I want to get a full set of uh, those red Coca Cola cups. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. And for like eight, it's only like oh, like the ones you get in a pizza yeah. place. It's only like ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. They're crazy cheap. So I gotta get anyway. Um, if I didn't so have go so to, many cups, I would definitely get those. Yeah, I have like no. When I whenever I move to my own apartment, I'll have basically no cups because I live with my brothers, and then I moved into a place that was pre-furnished. And so when I lived with my brothers, my brothers took all of the stuff, and then when I lived here, I don't have it. So I need cups, and uh, nothing. I, I want to feel like I'm at a pizza place at all times. Um, and so anyway, you they need go to train to that work. artwork, cups. The artwork in the back, yeah, I do. It's I I it got fucked up because I, man, I don't know. Whatever. It's also not my artwork. Uh, there was there was artwork all over this room, and I took down one of them because it, I it, I hated it. Um, anyway, okay. don't tell my landlord. Um, and so anyway, uh, they go to an airstream, and um, knock knock, and uh, Sean and Gus at this moment are talking about how they're both. I like they call an airstream like we all fucking know what that is. It's what it's the it's an airstream. It's the brand. It's a fucking trailer, dude. But is it not an airstream though? I, I didn't figure that out until you just said it right now. Well, I'm sorry. It's a, they go to an airstream, and uh, they knock no, on it. No, an airstream as... sounds like something you do like when you fucking fly, man. I'm sure it does, but it you know it uh it is um it is a type of trailer. But anyway, Sean and Gus are having a conversation about when they get married, they'll live next door and they'll have a pool that goes across the property. So I don't know if that's actually I don't know if like building codes will let you do that, but it's a fun idea. Uh, my my boss and. My boss's baby daddy have that arrangement, so yeah, it can be Ooh. done. Ooh, I was thinking that maybe in California you couldn't, because you know zone, the zoning in California, you know, um, they have a whole lot though. 
Oh, so they actually live on the same lot. It's not. Um, okay. mm-hmm. That's cool. And that's healthy. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so what was I going to say? That they go inside and Stu is in there. And as you expect, whenever like there's any sort of like raid of a room or a house and it's like before the end of the episode, the person's dead. It's just always the way it is. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. So yeah, Brian is dead. Uh, no, not Brian. Stu is well, dead. Brian is dead. Brian is dead also, but uh, Stu is dead. Um, and it looks like uh, from what you see that it was a self-inflicted uh, gunshot yeah. wound mm-hmm. to the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Doesn't 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 yeah. seem to jive. Then we cut to Vic talking to the friend group, and uh, Rudy. By the way, kind of... was, is this yeah. the first time we've seen her in like four episodes or something? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Chris Nelson was like doing a pilot. I don't know. Um, but there's some cattiness between uh, Ruby and Jessica about who Stu trusted. Yeah. Um... Jessica says that she was the first one that Stu told that he needed a place to stay at, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. There was a whole lot of conversation going on. Yeah. I didn't get all of it. Yeah, there's just there's some you know, and uh, Stacey Keebler, frankly, acts poorly. She just it's just bad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because she clearly uh, puts across that she has some sort of anger problem. Yes, she does. Uh, and yeah, anyway, so they all leave. And Vic points out that the, pro- the preponderance of evidence points to Stu. Um, and in the case like this, if someone's dead, usually they'll just close the case. Um, but, but also, uh, sorry, also Jessica had, uh, uh, she'd been accused of stalking Sam- Brian Sampson at some point as well. Yeah, she's crazy. Um, and I said yes. that's a fictional character. And fictional characters can be crazy. Um, anyway, yes. uh, so as this is going on, Sean sees that Sampson has an autopsy photo. And so he... Uh, you know, that gives him an idea. But then Gus and Ruby have a conversation and they decide to um, share their all secrets. You know, Gus mentions he's married. Uh, he was married, excuse me. Her credit is 770, which is not like, see, like that's not, you know, not bad. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, then they hug and of course Sean joins because he's weird. Yeah, it was really strange stuff. He has bad um, boundaries. Like he, this is a codependent relationship and he needs to realize it. Correct. Um, so Sean goes, yeah, they're going to split up. Um, uh, Gus is going to go with his lady and Sean's going to go work the case that they're not hired for. Um, and he meets up with the coroner. I forgot what his name is. Woody Strode. Woody Strode. Yes. I mean, he's named after um, a real person. So that's what, more. It's that's helpful to remember it. Um, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, he's so he's got some... athlete actor Woody Strode. Sure. Um, and he's got he he wants to know a little bit more about Brian Sampson's body, so he brings a gift, some slippers, not Uggs, but something pretty close to that. They're good slippers, and yeah, yeah, they're nice. Uh, so Brian Sampson's on the slab, and he's got a big hole in his pec. Bullets not found, but from what Woody can understand is that it came from a Winchester rifle. Mm-hmm. And we get a little bit of a lesson of like what imitates like body. This is parts. straight up, but uh, this is a naked gun bit. Really, is what it is. <laughs> is it really? No, no, I'm not saying they stole it. I'm saying in terms of like it's it's much wackier humor than Psych usually has. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A watermelon simulates human head. Porterhouse yeah. simulates thigh. Maplewood simulates oakwood. Yeah, it's a good bit. Correct. God, I love I, Woody. Truly, Woody is is my favorite non main character of the show. He's, he's so funny. Um, I know this is premature because because he just gets dumber. Um, 
So anyway, Sean is doing some revelation. He's doing some psychic work for Lassie and Jules, and he says, um, Worcester. Westchester. And then Winchester. We get to Mm -hmm. Winchester 69. Yeah, Winchester 69. That's actually, that's what happens in a supernatural fanfic. Um, anyway. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. For once. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) As honestly, as I was saying it, I actually thought to myself, I'm like, oh, that's not the stinker usually. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like picturing it now. I mean, yeah, and so is have a tumbler. Um, and so uh, Sean is like, oh, shit, that means that Jessica must be, you know, involved because she ha- she so she owns a Winchester 70. And so um, Sean calls Gus to make sure that Ruby doesn't go near Jessica. And we, we hear, of course, Gus's ringtone. Hello. 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 Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, but there's good news. Ruby is nowhere near Jessica. What's Ruby doing? She's with Derek. They went paragliding, para mm-hmm. something. Para uh, they went to, that's their way of coping. Um, and right now we're looking at like, oh, sorry. So then we cut to Derek and Ruby um, mm-hmm. on the you know edge of a cliff about to take off. Mm-hmm. And right now it's already, it's already starting to sound like Derek killed Stu. And it's only further confirmed when uh, Ruby sees that he has like a phone number in his like caller ID. That's no, it's coordinates. It's coordinates. 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 Okay, whatever. Something like that. So yeah, it looks like Ruby's in trouble. Yes, and so uh, you know they realize that. uh, Sorry, that they Sean and Gus think it's Jessica, but um, they so she gets arrested off screen. And Sean remembers, though, that Derek made the comment about the key to her apartment and that he used to be a big game hunter. You know, he hunted Jed Michael Murray. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned, they mentioned, he mentioned something about them, look, the friend group looking out for their own. And so, um, yeah. They go up yeah, to Gus's the- car. Gus's car's in the shop, so they got to hop on Sean's mm-hmm. chopper. So they head over to the mountain. Yes. And then we see Ruby basically kind of coming to terms and basically pleading for her life. You know, she's going to get got. Yeah, she, you know, and that's when we hear Derek say that Stu didn't know the meaning of true friendship and that because Derek was the true friend because he was going to help him by killing uh, Brian and getting the insurance money for Stu, but that Stu all of a sudden grew a conscience and, you know, um, she's trying to talk her way out of it, but she realizes it's too late. So she ends up just calling him a douchebag and yeah, it looks like Derek's about to throw him off, but Sean and Gus meet them there and... Uh, yeah, Derek basically does his Bond villain speech uh, mm-hmm. that he killed Brian because he ruined Stu. And Stu didn't yeah. thank him, so, yeah, he freaked out. Yeah, so he, you know, like, tackles, you know, pushes uh, Ruby, and he tries to run away, and uh, Gus ends up, uh, you know, when the cops come, Gus ends up grabbing onto him, and they go down the mountain, like the cliff. You know, it's a mm-hmm. Mission Impossible-type stunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they're they're on there. Like the the scary part is that Gus isn't hooked in at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when you, we see them, like you know, the cops like end up taking in, taking off in the car. They meet them where they're about to land, and we see that uh, it looks like Derek's like passed out. Yeah, so we see him when he lands mm-hmm. that he is passed out, and so you know, Sean's like, "How did that happen?" And essentially, Gus squeezed him way too tight. Yep. Uh, so tight that he passed out. Yeah, so Gus and Ruby kiss, and it's a nice moment. And uh, yeah, we then cut to the end bit where uh, we learn Ruby is safe and sound, but Ruby and Gus came to a quote-unquote agreement. 
yeah, they're going to take a little bit of a breather. Um, you know, it's a very mutual decision. Oh, wait, no, actually, mm-hmm. Ruby decided that they needed to take a breather. And, um, yeah, Gus was essentially begging to, like, just stay together, but obviously that didn't happen. And then Sean asked a question that anyone who's seen the movie Alive would ask, which I have never seen the movie Alive. Because that's one of those movies where I'm like, what, when am I going to be in the mood to watch the movie about people eating each other? You know what I mean? Like, at least, like, have with a lot of, like, no, I haven't. Because when okay. am I going to be in the mood to watch the movie about people? Actually, I'll probably watch that at some point. I just, that's the type of movie where, like, I need, a lot of times there's movies I haven't watched because I know I need to watch the more important movies in people's filmographies. And I've never seen Call Me By Your Name, so I would kind of feel bad if I saw any other Blue Hawaii movie before then. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I assume you know what I mean. Like, it's, like, it'll be, like, your first, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, your first Steven Spielberg movie shouldn't be Ready Player One. You know, like, you should mm-hmm. start, uh, start with something. And don't get me wrong, I have seen Ready Player One. I am a certified dunter, but um, anyway. I like that so, movie. It's actually, it's honestly, it is as good as that movie could be. Because that is garbage source material, and it's stupid what it's about, and it's a good movie. So that's that's why he's the best. Anyway, though, um, Sean asks, how long should Sean wait before he eats Gus? And um, then they bring Jules and Lassie into the conversation about whether this is a normal thing to ask. Jules says no, and Lassie says yes. Yeah, and Lassie's a real freak because apparently he already knows that he would eat Spencer. He would eat Juliet first, Gus second, and then Sean lastly. And but he also, on top of that, has like if he were the last man on earth, he would have uh, an idea of who he'd want to procreate in the station. Which he says it's none of them. Which I'm grateful for that at least. Yeah, um, yeah, that would be kind of awkward. I mean, he already lost a partner because of uh, you know weird sexual harassment stuff. So. Um... Is that you know, true? That was the first episode of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's only been how many months? I mean, come on. Um, I'm kidding. Um, and so, yeah, that's the end of the episode. What do you give it out of 10? 7.5. I gave it a 7. I really don't like this episode much. I think a couple reasons. One, it feels like a half-baked idea. Like, I feel like, because obviously most episodes of this show and a lot of shows like this, or like every episode is like uh, this is the episode about aliens. This is the episode about werewolves. This is the episode you know. Adrenaline junkies, in my opinion, is not enough of a thing. Like it's a half of an episode idea, you know. Because um, most of the episode has nothing to do with that, really. And this, the thing too is that like if the production value of a two thousand nine basic cable show is also not going to make it look good, and so I, I think it's just a real misfire an episode, um, especially given that right, I'm going to change mine to seven now. Kind of Especially because like Ruby doesn't come back as a character, and I feel like they they set up way too much with her in order for that not to happen. You know, I I I don't I'm not a fan of this episode, and I've only seen it a couple times because I think USA knows it's not that good of an episode because it wasn't on reruns a lot. But anyway, where can people follow you on Twitter? You can follow me at Andre Barrera, and you can follow me at the J Christie. Please review, subscribe, share this with the biggest psych fan in your life, and more important than that, tune in next time as we talk about a very Juliet episode. 